COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so right now I'm just like, like, I mean, like all of us were in the midst of a global pandemic and, um, you know, I've been talking, you know, I just got off the, um, phone with Papa Sativa and, you know, he's overseas right now. Um, as I don't know if I mentioned this on, on this podcast, but, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, my family or my parents are from Nigeria. So I, I still have a good amount of family there. And, uh, my, my dad, um, like n- now that flights have been shut down and stuff, like he's still there now. So, you know, he's in his house there and, um, he was, you know, he was asking about how, you know, everyone else was doing. He's asking about what I've been doing to sort of, you know, stay safe. And he's, you know, he's getting, he's hearing a lot of the same advice that everyone throughout the world is getting obviously you know um to to wear to wear gloves to wear masks to stay six feet feet apart and um what have you but um i like i like i said on the phone i was most worried about um i'm more worried about him than i am myself because my my dad is um he's 66 years old so he's in that very he's in that very vulnerable group of um of of people that can really get affected if they get it you know um and he was talking about how um you know he hasn't seen anything like this in his life but um he does remember um my my grandpa or his dad talking about the spanish flu because my grandparents were alive during the 
time that the Spanish flu was um, was 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 killing and destroying so many lives in the um, early 1920s, like to you know to the day that the my grandparents on on both my uh, to the day that my grandparents on my father's side um died they were like they always talked about the about how bad the spanish flu was um because they saw so many people die from it they saw um so many people um you know get very very sick and have to really suffer from it and even you know they you know my grandparents lived till their like late 80s and it's like they like if 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 you if they were talking about how bad the spanish flu was decades after they saw it and decades and they still had fear in their face when they talked about it or mentioned it like that should tell you how bad these pandemics are you know i have no doubt that when this boils over um we're gonna have we're gonna need to have a huge parade for the essential staff that is keeping us alive and that's delivering the essential goods and services you know first responders our nurses our doctors um um our delivery drivers that are getting food to us um and we're gonna need we're gonna need a huge parade for those heroes and it must not be lost on anybody that listens to this podcast that they're, that they're heroes and that they're doing the um doing the lord's worth or work or um doing the universe's work if you're non-religious or whatever but like i feel like our society is never going to be the same after this you know it's just it just isn't and um we have to really be careful now more than ever and be considerate of others but enough about um me talking about this but um we're gonna talk we're gonna go into what the episode is about right now and um so so with ontario they're going to be closing their adult use stores um Something to note about Canada and how they do medical cannabis and what what have you. Um, they they tend to um, you know when they legalized medical in the early two thousands, they had sort of a delivery model where you get your you designate like a licensed producer that gets you cannabis that gets you your medical cannabis and then they send it to you in the mail. So having actual storefronts for medical only really became a thing nationwide in Canada, or at least how it's been explained to me. It's only it's only really been a thing since they legalized adult use in 2017. Um, I believe you had like some compassion clubs and some like um, pioneers and stores in British Columbia that were that were pretty popping before um, before adult use became legal nationwide in Canada. But for the most part their medical you know functioned a lot differently than 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 um its southern neighbor the united states where the medical stores are mostly storefronts but there um you get your medical through the mail but um but now 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 that they have adult use through canada you can get your medical both through the mail and um you know you can go to storefronts now but now um it seems that ontario is they're going to be um they're gonna close their adult use stores now all right so let's read the article um so let me pull it up just bear with one sec all right so this is from the london free press and it was written by dale car 
car uthers as ontario's marijuana stores or ordered to close will it fuel black market pot london's four cannabis retail stores must close by saturday night after being removed from ontario's list of essential services a move one consumer advocacy group says will embolden the black market the ontario government on wednesday on friday released a revised list of essential services they'll be allowed to stay open and amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Both the LCBO and a beer store remain on the list, while pot shops were excluded. All businesses not included on the new list must be shuttered by midnight Saturday. The closure of, of four pot shops in London, one of only two southwestern Ontario cities with any retail outlets leaves a government-run delivery service, the Ontario Cannabis Store, as the only legal way to buy recreational cannabis. Quote, We know that the black market is going to be able to fill the void, and that is problematic, said David Clement, the North American Affairs Manager for the Consumer Choice Centre. Unlike cannabis retail stores in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, Ontario's outlet aren't allowed to deliver. Yikes. That's, that's some tyranny right there. And, and Ontario is the largest, is the largest populated province in Canada. There's like, I think 13, 14 or 15 million people in all of Ontario. So people not having access to delivery, especially when this is a medicine, is, 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 is gosh darn shameful. And they need to step it up. They really do. Unlike retail stores in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, Ontario's outlets aren't allowed to deliver, said Clement, whose organization has lobbied other provinces to adopt same-day delivery. I can understand them wanting to shut down retail stores for the purpose of limiting exposure, Clement said of the government move. But there is an option that allows for businesses to stay open, meet customer demand, and doesn't involve people waiting in line at stores. Clement highlighted Ontario's move to liberalize alcohol sales, including allowing restaurants to sell booze with food orders through takeout and delivery services. There is a significant disparity on how the province is treating alcohol and how it is treating cannabis, he said, calling it a double standard. It's disappointing to see them going in the opposite direction when it comes to when it comes to cannabis. London's London area residents lost another popular source by cannabis earlier this week when Onida of, of Thames First Nation, home to more than a dozen illegal pot shops, announced that the territory would be closed to non-residents amid the coronavirus outbreak. It is unclear what, Friday, what Friday's announcement will mean for the dozens of cannabis retail stores preparing to open in the coming months after the province began granting an unlimited number of licenses to operate the businesses. Six more of the stores are in the process of opening in London, with others planned for southwestern Ontario cities, including St. Thomas, Chatham, Windsor, and Stratford, Stratford, quote, we are working closely with the government and some more information will be provided shortly, said a spokesperson for the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario, the province pot regulator. J. London on Richmond Row would be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday, said spokesperson David Craig. It's going to be crazy, he said. All the anticipated crowd of customers, he said of the anticipated crowd of customers. The business closures announced 
announced Friday, recommended by Ontario's top public health officials, will be in effect for at least 14 days. We are announcing the closure of many more sectors of the economy, and I can tell you this, this was not an easy task. Premier Doug Ford said at news conference, I know that the businesses are struggling to stay afloat through these rough waters, but lives are on the line and we must take this action now. End of article. So a lot of people are probably going to be getting medical certifications so they can get their cannabis in the mail. Or, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure like, or from what I've been hearing in Canada, they're, you know, I think even on the, I mean, I'm, I might be wrong, but I think even on the adult use side, you can now get it by mail. So I think more people are going to do that or you're going to see what has been happening, like in my own home state where people are going to get their medical certifications because they'll be able to have under unfettered access that way instead of relying on the adult use stores um but yeah i mean we all have to stay safe in these times we all have to be considered we all have to take the proper precautions necessary to prevent people from especially vulnerable people from getting this and we all we all need to stay the f home and do what 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 the pros are telling us to do and we all have to think we all have to think of 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 others and be and be concerned about what we are doing and what and if 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 we individually are taking the right steps to make sure people we make sure the people around us don't get don't get this disease you know it's it's imperative it's a it's a moral obligation we all have now we're in a different time now but um but yeah i mean um hopefully um people will still have access um i mean people are probably going to go on the black market um people are probably going to go on the medical market they're going to get certifications in canada and then get it by mail um again i'm not I don't live in Canada, but I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, I might be wrong. Don't quote me, but um, I, I do think there, there, that even there are adult stores, there are adult use store ships. So that's something that um, Canada has over us because um, in in even in the states that it is legal, um, states individually can legalize cannabis, but the federal government still says as a Schedule One narcotic that has a high um, high um, likelihood that's highly likely that people will abuse it. So it, it, Schedule One basically means it's it's a deplorable drug that has no medical or um, or personal benefit, and because of that Schedule One status. Um, you know you can't you can't ship schedule schedule one drugs through the mail so the, you only have storefronts in the states you know you have delivery you have delivery only vendors in, in a lot of the western states um massachusetts um you know we didn't get our adult use um delivery stuff off the ground yet although the commission has approved it last year but um that was the you know that was still slated to roll out um in the coming months but with, with this pandemic and you know us having to make sure we save as much lives as possible that that's that's understandably less of, of a priority but um but you know we were supposed to have delivery delivery but you know um we had um we, we were gonna do that i want to say even the year before last year but then our governor and our attorney general who were both against cannabis and both told us to not do it in 2016 they said to slam the the brakes on the delivery services and then we we had to end the cannabis control board and our state had to end up doing that 
And then last year, they, they approved the guidelines to have delivery, but it's very tyrannical. And, you know, it hasn't really rolled out yet because, um, because, you know, there's still, they're still ironing out those logistics or whatever. But the gist of it is delivery will be legal for those over 21. And, but the thing is, the delivery drivers are going to have to be tracked by the, by the state government in Massachusetts. And they're going to have to have body cameras on them as, as a safety measure to prevent robberies or whatever to make sure they're serving the people who are actually over 21. Either way, it's it's um, invasive tyranny, but that's that happens to be the law here in Massachusetts, but, you know, they're still working out the kinks and getting out licenses for people, and um, and and places are still trying to are still trying to square away things so they can qualify to be able to do that. So we don't have that in Massachusetts. So closing the adult use stores, um, like like I've said in many in in many episodes recently, um, a lot of people buy their medical cannabis because um, because they don't want government lists or they don't want to give up veteran benefits or government benefits. If you're on subsidized housing, you can't do it. You can't have a card or you can't really use. So a lot of people don't want to officially be on the list and have a card because of that. Um, I mean, like I've said earlier, um, you, you know, if you're not in that category where you're going to lose, you're a veteran that's going to lose benefits or your first responder that's going to lose their career or whatever. Um, if you're, if, 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 if getting a card will only cost you, the only thing is, if the only thing it's going to cost you is money, suck it up, buttercup and get the card in here in Massachusetts, you know? Um, but again, if you're a veteran and you don't want to lose your veteran benefits or your first responder or you, you're, you're, you work a career with, 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 with children or with, um, or, or a career where you can't, you have to keep a certain image or you're, you'll get removed from said career. I, again, I understand those folks buying their medicine in the adult market, but if, if it's just like an aesthetic thing that, Oh, I didn't want to be on the, I didn't want to be in the list, even though it's not going to cost you your job. It's not going to cost you your house. It's not going to cost you any first responder, um, or, or VA benefit jobs or whatever. It's not going to, it's not going to ruin that. But if, if that's the case, get the cards, just suck it up and do it. But, um, um, but again, because because of all these things we, we mentioned, um, lots of people buy their medicine on the adult use market. And in Western states where cannabis is under 200 an ounce um, and and it's so it's so cheap on the adult use market, there's a, a lot of people let their cards lapse. You know, in a lot of these Western states, you had um, in a lot of these Western states, you had people um, you had you had huge sort of medical cannabis cannabis rules but those went by the wayside when those st- those states went adult use and it became more affordable it became more abundant and you didn't really need the card but um but but um in Massachusetts the way we've you know the way our system worked is that even even though we've had medical for a number of years they've been slow to roll it out there's still not enough dispensaries and this it's still very pricey so you don't really have i mean yeah you still have a lot of people buying on the adult use market you know for privacy reasons you know to keep their benefits or because their job or whatever if they get catch whiff that they 
that they're they, they have any involvement with cannabis whether it's their living situation or their job whatever then they lose that sort of situation and i i get that and that's why i'm, I'm fighting for these adult use stores to be open you know like i said earlier we're not in the same predicament as canada where you know the individual provinces or whatever are allowed to sort of ship medical cannabis to each other or to ship it to patients it's still schedule one so that's not allowed in the states but um so the stores are are, are, are even more it's even more of a pressing issue in my in my neck of the woods here in Massachusetts to have the stores open but like the article was saying they could they could just take proper precautions such as you know curbside curbside pickup you know um the have lines to make sure that people are standing six feet or more apart from each other to make sure they're they're adhering to the social distancing order by these health professionals and um you make sure that everyone is wearing either a mask or and gloves and if they don't they don't get to get their cannabis and if they're if they're showing symptoms or visibly coughing or whatever then yeah they need the the security has to sort of kick them out to prevent them from spreading it to others but i mean there's a number number of solutions that can be had but it's whether these politicians whether it's doug ford whether it's charlie baker here in Massachusetts. um i mean charlie baker is our equivalent of um i mean i know in canada they have premiers and that's their equivalent of governor and our governor Governor in our individual state of Massachusetts is Charlie Baker. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past two, almost two years, you know, I've, I've criticized him a great deal whenever I could. Um, but, you know, hopefully we keep being the drum here in Massachusetts. And hopefully in Ontario, we keep being the drum on, on the precautions that, that, um, is it, yeah, that Doug Ford can take. He can just, he can just be like, he can just do all those things I just mentioned, you know, make sure people are wearing gloves make sure the dispensaries are enforcing the six feet apart rule and you can keep these this open so people continue to have medicine so hopefully our leaders step up on this and um don't want to keep this episode too too long if you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 and above tier if you are feeling extra generous. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave a voice message on Anchor, and you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button, and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. Feel free to join the ever-expanding I Am Canvas Sativa podcast planet on Discord. We've Yes, we've got a Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-E-T-T-P-S-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 33-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or or, um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flour delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and as always everyone stay medicated my friends peace out and ciao